the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, Pastor, doesn't science disprove the Bible? Isn't Genesis just a fairy tale? Is God for real? Did he really create everything in six literal days? Didn't God just use the Big Bang? Why is there death and suffering? Do really believe the Bible? Didn't man evolve from apes? For answers to these questions and more, stand by for Believing the Bible. Grandpa, Grandpa, guess what? My teacher said that we used to have tails. Is that a fact? Did you ask your teacher how she knows? Did you ask her what she did with hers? Oh, Grandpa, it's in the science book, so it's got to be right. Science books used to say that there was spontaneous generation, or life just popped into existence. But that was wrong. So be careful about trusting everything you read in science books. But the book I do trust is the Bible, the Word of God, which has never been proven wrong. I was kidding when I said you should ask your teacher what she did with her tail, but I'm serious that you have to ask her the tough questions about how she knows we used to have tails. She was probably preaching about vestigial organs. Do you know what they are? Oh, no, Grandpa. I can't even... Say vestigial. Vestigial organs are various parts of our bodies that evolutionists figured were leftover pieces from our supposed ancestors. Oh, you mean like tails? Yes. Other so-called leftovers include tonsils and wisdom teeth and our appendix. It's true we can live without them, but all of them have a purpose, including our tailbone. Its function is to give tendons and other connective tissue a place to attach in order to keep our insides from falling out. It had a function from the day God made man. Do you know where in the Bible it talks about that? It would be in Genesis 1 verse 27, which says, So God created man in his own image, right, Grandpa? Right. Whenever your teacher makes a statement that contradicts the Bible, you can be sure it's wrong. So remember to ask her, in a polite way, how do you know? Because science is all about asking questions and examining the evidence. And that's a fact. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams, all directors with the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. Another great skit, folks. <laughs> Tales. The discussion on vestigial organs. It was thought more than a century ago that you had as many as 180 pieces of your body that could be cut out because they were useless. That list is now down to zero. Carl, you had some thoughts in terms of what's happened to this definition of vestigial organ and with science itself. Well, that's absolutely right. The, the change in the definition of vestigial over the years used to be vestigial was leftover useless organs that our evolutionary ancestors passed down to us and we just kept it because it didn't get mutated away from our DNA. But since 
as Scott mentioned, as you mentioned, that all virtually all of the previously thought to be vestigial organs do have functions. The definition has been evolving into a new one, which means that left over but with a different purpose than the original. And you can take that uh, with a grain of salt, just like the rest of the evolutionary tale. So as far as vestigial organs, have they improved science or the concept of vestigial, has that improved science or brought science backward? And a really terrific example in a very bad way is the thymus gland. When the idea of, of uh, chest x-rays, rinkinograms, were first introduced, people had their chest x-rays done just to look and see what was inside them. And then they started doing it with babies, infants as well. And oftentimes they would see this mass that they thought was a cancer in the chests of many of these infants. It turned out to be the thymus gland. Well, that was something that was thought to be bad for the child, so many of these children were irradiated, which led to the destruction of the thymus gland. The thymus gland is incredibly important to the developing immune system, so to destroy it at an early age predisposes that child to all sorts of immune deficiencies, and usually they die of cancer of some sort or other before they get much older. So that's an example of how evolutionary thought is damaging to science rather than a plus to science, which is what many evolutionists say creationists are trying to take us backwards in the dark ages. But the truth of the matter is evolutionary thought, especially when regards to vestigial organs, is a tremendous roadblock to the advancements in science. Now, there's really two flip sides to this stuff of tails. One is in terms of vestigial organs, which we're going to come back to. But also, there is a purpose to this idea that out there by people with an agenda with trying to paint tails on us. Terry, you had a glaring example of that. Yes, Carl Giberson, a theistic evolutionist and a former seminary professor during a debate showed a picture of a baby with a perfectly functioning tail. The problem is the picture was photoshopped, and he hadn't bothered to really check into it and find out what the facts were, but of course that never stands in the way of Darwinist. Now my question to you, Terry, is why would they photoshop a tail onto a baby? Well, they were trying to, they were either trying to make the Darwinist look stupid or the Darwinists themselves thought that they could get away with it and make their point about tails actually being useful or could be useful and and they would be vestigial from the genetic information would still be there from when our ancestors had tails. So they were trying to prove that point. Yeah, well, I think it's even simpler than that. They're trying to paint us as evolved animals, that we are just an animal like everything else and it covers everything. It covers that you don't need God. It covers that science know, knows better that we are just animals. And it covers that you don't have to be overly moralistic because there is no God and you're just an animal. And if you are an animal, you'll act like one. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. For more information, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Today we're talking about of kind of a variety of things with whether or not we actually had or have tails, vestigial organs, and where all this goes. One of the 
most famous or infamous of vestigial organs is wisdom teeth. Wisdom teeth, many people will have cut out. I had mine cut out because they decided that I didn't have enough room in my mouth for them. And people have projected that this means our mouths are getting smaller, that we're evolving. However, Dr. Williams, there's been good research to show that diet uh, is a bigger factor in that than just our mouths themselves. Certainly. And the cultures that have high-fiber diets from infancy have no problem with their wisdom teeth. Some of the oral surgeons uh, examined the teeth of several African nations, and as long as they kept with their traditional high-fiber diets, the children developed larger faces between their teeth, which allowed the wisdom teeth plenty of room to come in, and none of those kids had to have their wisdom teeth removed ever, showing that there was no evolutionary problem with the teeth. It is a problem with diet, and that is a problem that most of the Americans suffer from bad nutrition just because we're eating stuff that's easy to prepare, tasty, in other words, sweet, and not necessarily good for us. In the background of all this is a simple concept of if we are designed and made by God, God doesn't make bad stuff. Or if things are useless now, if things no longer have function, etc., then we were just cobbled together by accident. So this whole discussion is implicit in the, in the evolutionary framework. Another example of what used to be thought of as a vestigial organ is the appendix. The appendix sometimes becomes inflamed, infected. Uh, in this country, as you were talking to us, Dr. Carl, uh, in the pre-show, is often cut out in America, whereas they'll treat it with antibiotics very successfully very often in England. But the appendix is a reservoir for good bacteria and can replenish our colon and is strategically placed between the large and the small colon so that can do that. So this idea that we just have pieces that are useless, that we have pieces that can be cut out, suggests God didn't make us right the first time. And it's not what we find in science. That's right. The appendix is also a perfect example of how evolutionary thought is holding back. So as far as the appendix is concerned, that's an excellent example of how evolutionary thought has held back science rather than helped it. When I was in medical school, we were always taught in the surgical rotation that if ever we open the abdomen for any reason whatsoever, go ahead and take the appendix while you're there because sooner or later it's going to cause a trouble, cause a problem. So it was commonplace to attack that onto the consent form, say we're going to take out your whatever and your appendix while we're in there. Is that okay with you? And everybody would say yes because everyone knew of someone who had trouble with their appendix. There was an attitude that it was vestigial, that it was bad. That's correct. Okay. That, has, that has since changed. It is no longer taken out routinely. It is still taken out in the States if it becomes inflamed, but it is not a prophylactically removed organ like it used to be. Just how how just, much, yeah, I'm sorry, how much does that shorten a person's life on average? That's a good question, and the, the answer to that is still up in the air. I don't know. It has been shown to perhaps lead to an increased chance for leukemias, lymphomas, things like that of the colon. Terry, we've only got a few seconds. You wanted to make one other point. Please do it quickly. A lot of times what are called tells are actually a congenital defects, and it's just another instance of genetic mutations actually being bad things, not good things. And it's already been said at uh, 
holds back science by medical science by calling these tails. So it's not an example of us being an animal. It's an example right. of a defect. Correct. We recommend that you check out Terry Reed's book on his website at Why Should You Believe? You can get access to a whole range of Dr. Carl Williams' books on Christian historical fiction on Amazon.com. And we also recommend Scott Lane's new book, What If God Wrote the Bible, which is available on Amazon, Bards and Noble, and everywhere else. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzadell, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.